0: Your books and <laughs> okay.
1: You mean it can be done either way for you
2: Hey folks, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Famous and Monsters Radio, where we explore the strange and unexplained. I'm your host, Lon Stricker. Thanks for joining me. Now, uh, if you enjoy our content, then please subscribe, like, and share our presentations. And, and please feel free to comment as well. Uh, Super Chat is open during the show, so uh, please show your support by clicking the dollar icon underneath the chat. Uh, you can also support the channel by using the uh, super thanks icon or even the buy me a coffee link as well. So your consideration is needed and appreciated. Now, we're waiting for my guest. Uh, she hasn't shown up yet. I don't know if she's going to show up. Uh, I think she's trying to get in. So I. You know before we even do anything with that if you've got I, I i decided to go ahead and do a question and answer session if uh if you know until she comes in here uh so if there's anything that's on your mind you know just go ahead and put it up in the chat and we'll go from there uh and i'll go ahead and answer the best i can uh first of all i'm going to announce that uh vincent's show is not going to be going on tonight it's been canceled he's got some issues and uh so uh vince is not even with me tonight uh bill's filling in i appreciate that so um yeah so if you if there's anything you want to talk about anything that's happened in the paranormal anything new in you know just like this ufo balloon connection and shooting down thing that's the biggest thing in the news right now and quite frankly i don't know what to think about all that um i did post a few things today on the blog so if you go to fansmonsters.com we've got a lot of that up there uh some speculations some some stories that have been sent to me um but like i said and, and anything else you want to talk about we can do that i i have um I have been posting a few odd things. So I, I guess we can talk about some of this stuff. Um, been a lot, like I said, been a lot of UFO activity. I think because of all this stuff in the news, people are kind of looking, looking up in the sky. I've been getting a bunch of, um, I've been getting a bunch of, um, uh, reports from people. But, um, yeah okay Bernadette asked what are your thoughts on the angel found in Russia the angel found in Russia okay now that's I haven't heard that uh I I can you kind of expound on that so I can give you, you know, I haven't even heard anything about that until that uh David, David Jones-Logger asked, do you think you ever encountered a reptilian? And I don't think I have. I, uh, you know, of course, being involved with <clears throat> David Eckhart's case, I've I've probably been known to them. Oh, well, I, ha- I know I have been known to them. Um, But as far as actually having an, an encounter with one, uh, i can't say that i have uh and if i did it's inadvertent i don't i don't remember it or it was you know or knew that they were around me uh david had mentioned in the past that they do they do cloak so you know it may have been i've you know i've had encounters i am an experiencer i've had uh i do have at least one abduction that i do know of uh but uh as far as encountering a reptilian I can't say that I have so Marla wants to know how your take on what the objects are that are shot down I I believe that they're innocuous I I don't think they're interplanetary craft or that but then again you are not really telling us a whole bunch um the fact that so many of them showed up all of a sudden and and, and people are seeing them and uh, they're coming in all different sizes and stuff as opposed to the original one i i, I don't know i wish i did know i i i'm kind of like um you know i'm kind of kind of put in a position where it's hard for me to understand what's really going on so well, I'm going to go I think Brenda's in here. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go ahead and read her bio. Uh, Brenda Harris is Native American and resides in Upper Fruitland, New Mexico in the Diné Navajo Nation. She has conducted Bigfoot investigation and research for 30 plus years. She has also started the uh, New Mexico Shadow Seekers team and you can find them on Facebook. Um, Brenda has been interviewed on several radio shows, has appeared on Monsters and Mysteries in America and Finding Bigfoot TV series on two occasions. She has also appeared on Ghost Adventures and Unsolved Mysteries. Now, she encourages all who enter the woods and the domain of the Bigfoot to always remain vigilant and careful. So, Brenda, thank you for joining me this evening. Yeah. Hey. There you are.
1: Hello. Hi can you hear yeah. me okay
2: yeah i hear you fine so how you been
1: uh i'm okay i'm good i was sorry i'm late i was trying to get in and i was having a little bit of issues here
2: <laughs> well well you're in that's the important thing so uh i i know you know i have kind of kept in contact with you off and on for years <laughs> uh even when um i was working a bit with uh with J.C. and a few other people in in the area, the Four Corners area, um, kind of, can you kind of give me a, a thumbnail what you know what you've been involved with, what your team has been involved with over the years?
1: i do doing some a, a big, a lot of bigfoot in, uh, investigations uh, um, throughout on the reservation here in the area of yeah. where I live, like in uh, Upper Flint Ship Rock, Hoback, uh, the Likudjukai Mountains in Arizona uh Whiskey Lake area, <clears throat> all up uh towards the Arizona side. Um not only that, but you know, uh, other things that have been roaming around in the area. Uh something of uh, what they call um uh, maybe a, a chupacabra mm. also with um a dog man. Uh you know different uh, different little thing, you know, things that are roaming around out here. I've uh, been checking into um quite a bit so but the last since this COVID thing everything's been kind of been put on hold
0: mm-hmm.
1: until it's okay to go back out you know here on the reservation for the past what three probably going down three years um haven't really done anything because everybody's told to stay put you know don't be going out and uh, going to people's houses or you know stuff like that because of COVID and, and that's the reason why yeah. you know i haven't really posted anything not only that but also been dealing with my um taking care of my husband who's been ill with uh colon cancer and stuff like that
0: mm, so i've uh, just been
1: um taking care of him so and then that had to put things back on the burner again for a while yeah. so everything as of right now is um so far good <laughs> thank the lord yeah. <laughs> so now i can start going back out and doing uh some more, um, out, uh, field work, you know, checking into more sightings and stuff that's going on in different areas here.
2: So, um, you know, I, 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 used to talk, like I said, I used to talk to JC a lot when he was, when he was there at the reservation and he was looking into things. And occasionally I would talk to you, I would talk to some of the other guys and people that were on the reservation, had encounters and such, but, um, what the Bigfoot in general what what is so distinctive about him I I don't know if they call them the furry ones with you I I know many of the indigenous people there would refer to them to me as the furry ones but uh, they do seem to be very to live very closely with the people and and uh, for the most part uh, what is your assessment on that? Do, is, is does it seem to be a relationship between the people and these creatures more so there than in other places?
0: Well,
1: I I wouldn't say like being the oh like in a like a friendly relationship right. or anything like that, but it's it's more of um, a lot of people are kind of afraid still. Mm-hmm. Um, some, you know, a lot of them are just, you know, they, um, uh, just leave it alone, which is something, you know, that we're all told to do, right. uh, just, you know, let it, you know, roam, you know, where it needs to go, let it go, you know, don't bother it. and It won't bother you. Uh, but, um, and in a lot of cases though, a lot of, um, what's been coming through here, um, like right now a lot of them are hungry. Uh, we have, um, I believe a family of, um, Let's see. I guess you could say the the male, female, and the young one that's together traveling through here. And just recently, they had killed, it had killed um, a family's uh, chicken. Oh, uh, I think it killed all their chickens. I'm not quite sure. Maybe, I think they said between five and seven chickens that were killed in one night. So the mm. family was, you know, really upset with that. And they're hungry, you know. Yeah, um, they're looking for food, so it's usually about this time is when they start doing stuff like that. Um, after all the harvest is done and and then there's no more food, so now they start going for small animals, uh, going uh, after small animals and stuff. Um, but, you know, a lot of the people, um, especially this family, did. Uh, they were pretty upset about it. And so now, um, you yeah, know, they're really keeping an eye and, um, on their stuff. And I, of course I tell them, you know, Different ones, you know. A lot of the film is, hey, you know, put some, put some light up, um, put cameras up because they, they don't like cameras. You know, they'll they'll right. go elsewhere a lot of the times. So a lot of the people, you know, they uh, they don't like it around uh, because of uh, it always attacking their their livestock and stuff like that. Or not only that, or they'll uh, hit the side of the home or tap the windows. You know. And so, um, a lot of people they do they get scared, like, well, "What does it want? What's it doing here?" You know, majority of the time is it, they're curious, but like I said, as of right now, they're hungry. So now they're going to be going uh, after um, uh, livestock, you know, try to get what they can because you know, they're hungry. Right. Um.
2: Do they uh do do these uh individuals or even family groups seem to migrate? in certain areas, either there, I mean, in New Mexico or or over in Arizona, uh, are there certain areas where they they go to at certain times a year?
1: Oh, well, the ones uh, that um, I've been kind of keeping an eye on, they seem to hang around down at the river, the San Juan River.
0: San Juan River, Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, Uh, so, you know, there's a family, not only just that uh, that, uh, family I'm talking about, um, there's another, um, uh, another, I think it was another two that's hanging around more in my area, uh, which is one, uh, that I've um, noticed what kind it come down to one. So we got one, Hey, uh, like a family of them hanging in between Shiprock and the Hobback area,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: to my area is like one or two. Uh, there was a one that was yelling, uh, last month along on the South side of our home, uh, on the little mesa they're walking. Heading towards east, and it was really yelling, and that was about midnight when it was, was screaming. So, they they move around a lot along the rivers. Um, yeah, a lot of them still hang up uh, out, of course, out in the mountains, and they have caves up that way and you know, where they, um, stay in. So, but along the river, there's, um, I believe there's some areas that have maybe some small caves that they um, hide in, or you know, so that's where they bunker down in. Um, quite a bit so a lot of people have seen it down at the river not only along the san juan river but also along the animus river which is uh, more towards Farmington, new mexico area
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah I, I don't know if people realize how big the the uh the navajo nation is actually i mean uh, the, i guess most of it is actually in arizona but um it's a huge it's a huge reservation i mean
1: it's oh,
0: yeah. it's, it's, it's you know, it's huge. Huh? It's
1: it's a lot a lot of area to um, go looking, you know, uh, if you want to investigate, you know, not only Bigfoot, but, you know, different other uh, creatures that's roaming around in those areas. It's huge, huge area, you know. It would take a lot of time to to uh, check out those areas out that way in Arizona. You know, there's, there's just so rugged areas, you know, to, yeah. to get into. You know, you can't Maybe you can get in there. Uh, you can get in there through um, or riding a horse, but a lot of it would be do a lot of walking.
2: All right. Now you mentioned the chupacabra. What what was that all about?
1: Um, that was um, back in two thousand nine or two thousand ten. Uh, let me see here. Maybe the latter part of two thousand nine is um when um. I had uh, gotten a call, you know, from uh, the chapter house here. I had uh, two grandmas that were um, asking for me and crying and stuff and wanting me to come to their home because they had lost some sheep. And when uh, and I get there, and they're all, you know, in tears, like I said. And uh, they told me that uh, well, they're, they're, what they were thinking what killed the sheep was a Bigfoot right and so when i went back to their home they showed me what had happened and they showed me pictures of what happened to their sheep and what i came upon was um uh, like a punctured hole in the neck uh, a slit you know like a surgical slit remind me about you know so small about that small on the side and it's crazy. Just that little slit there, a lot of their insides was hanging out. None of that was touched at all. Uh, all the blood was sucked out. And usually
0: right.
1: a Bigfoot usually doesn't do that. You know, this is something else, you know. and All, all the blood was sucked out. And usually when a, a Bigfoot kills uh, uh, a sheep like that, they usually just rip right into it and kind of shred it up, you know. Uh, just just mm-hmm break their legs and all of that, you know, and then kind of tear it to pieces, you know. But this one was totally different. Um, when I walked around the family's home, I didn't find no big Bigfoot print. I found a lot of um, scratches on the um, corral and whatever uh, did that, what kind of thing that it was a chupacabra, but I don't know if it was. It, it was. It's got to be a huge chupacabra um, that um, yeah. did this. So I had to tell you know because the grandma you know they were asking me, can you please can you just kill it? You know they're asking me to kill Bigfoot because they're killing their livestock, and, and
0: yeah.
1: you know I, you know what do I say? You know <laughs> you know. So I told her you know let's get some light up, and I'll put some cameras up and I'll keep checking, and um, I said. I don't think this is a big, but this is something else that is killing um, a lot of your sheep. So the following week, uh, I had well, one of our uh, church members came up to me and asked me to come to their home. And I, I have something to show you. I really need, need you to come over. I said, OK. So um, I believe it was my brother and I, after church, we went headed over to her home and she showed me um, they had a ram that weighed anywhere I believe three to four hundred pound rams a huge ram Mm -hmm. and um, they had took me to the corral and the same thing Um, punctured hole in the neck all the blood was sucked out and that little surgical slit on the side of where all the insides was hanging out, and none of that was touched. You know, all it did was suck the blood out of them. And so she had 15 sheep, and, and see, when I went over there, she had uh, showed me a I didn't get to see the, the ram itself, but they did show me a picture of this ram and what it did to this ram and the other sheep that they had in the prowl the legs, you know, you could see where this thing like just ripped off the, uh, the wool, the skin, um, off their leg. And a lot of the sheep that, uh, there was, oh, maybe I believe t- six or eight of them that were still alive, but they were badly, badly injured. And mm-hmm. so, um, some were running around. So they had bad wounds and you know, really deep, bad cuts and all. And, so they showed me the picture of this ram, and uh, like I said, it, it weighed between three to four hundred pounds. And whatever, they said that it it drug the lamb by the back legs, drug it out of the corral, and it looked like it sat on top on top of the ram and shoved its head down into the ground. Um, <clears throat> really, like I, I mean, just shoved it in the ground, and same thing, you know, wound. On the neck, all the blood was sucked out. There's a a cut on the side. All the stuff's hanging out again. And so when they showed me that picture, I was like, oh, man. And so they had a hauled off, let's see, one, two, that night, three, and a dog was killed that night. That was in one night, so four animals were killed. And Mm -hmm. so um, later on that afternoon, after they showed me the pictures and stuff, and they did take me to where um, they had hauled that ram off. Um, so they took me to it and I took pictures of it. And what I found uh, very strange on that, um, the ram is, when I looked at the face of the ram, there was so much dirt shoved into its nose, like inside, all the way up into its nostrils, about halfway, and then dirt in its mouth. It was dirt in the eyes, like I said, like it shoved its head down into the ground pretty hard. And not only that, but on the side where um, uh, it what it looked like was, you know, your your nail. Okay, so you got this. If I had longer nails here, so it like ripped the skin off the side of the ram, but it Mm. left an imprint. Of a nail and the outside of the hand, not on the eight, uh, see, on the the, oh, like uh, an imprint that was literally—it's almost like it was branded onto that sheep, and the skin was like pulled off. On the edge, it looked like little burn marks. It left like a perfect burn mark, like at uh, the edge of the um, your hand, and you could you could see that nail. And you know, I'm like, wow, that that uh, that looks kind of i never seen anything like that. Now I'm like, oh, you know, what is this? Okay, so that had happened. So it didn't come back for, like, I'd been, you know, checking throughout the month, you know, a couple months, about two months goes by, and she called me, and she goes, well, <clears throat> um, well, after that, that first incident with the three that died, the three sheep and the, the ram, it's a dog, so that was four that died that, that month. Okay, and after I did my little um checking into it and checking all the other sheep and all um, the ones that were badly injured, uh, they put all of those down, and so she was left with only one one uh, one sheep out of fifteen that she had. So the family that lives next to her uh, two months goes by in in one let's see hurt the the family that lives across. From them on the east side of them, lost twenty five sheep in one night to the same thing. One night, twenty five sheep.
2: That wouldn't happen to be the hogback incident, would it?
1: No, this is another one. That okay. I know, I know, I know. JC did that one. Right. But this is another one that I'm talking about here. Okay. So this one did uh, twenty five, and I think the one you're talking about was. Thirty or thirty-five sheep that was killed in there were that a lot area. Of them. Yeah. So this one that I'm talking about was 25, and they live right next door to the to the lady that I know. Uh, same thing happened to them. And the following year, or that later on, another month goes by. Another, another same thing was done to another family. Now right. uh, a couple. Well, I would say maybe a year or a couple. Let's see. No, I take that back. It's been, what, five, six, maybe eight years now that um, it's, whatever this thing is, it came back. You know, it uh, did the same thing again, but in the Shiprock area. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, people were like, "What? what is this? You know, what, what the heck's going on? You know, it wasn't uh, not just that family, but there were several other families. The same thing happened. And so, you know... I told you know, same thing, get, get some light up and, and let's see, you know, what we can pick up on camera and stuff like that. And, you know, I never came back around, hasn't come back around that, that uh, not that I know of since then.
2: I, um, I remember when this, the, the, the hog back that was back in March of 2010. Mm-hmm. And, uh, JC had told me he, he counted 24 sheep were mutilated. Mm-hmm. And, um, he, he said that the, um, the livestock owner said that there were large talon marks, but very little blood, no evisceration at all. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know how long that Z that looked into it, but his thoughts to me were that it may actually have been a large bird of some type. Now, I don't, I don't know yeah, what kind of getting, evidence. That's what
1: I think, you know, and that's what yeah. I told the family. Yeah. The only kind of footprint that I found was um, kind of looked like a horse's hoof. Okay. Um, that was the only thing that I could find. But now probably about oh, maybe 600 yards from the one that I was looking at. Way more back into the tree lines. I did find a a Bigfoot footprint that way. Mm -hmm. But more around the corral of the family where they lost the sheep. The print that I found was more like almost like a horse's hoof. And deep uh, scratches on the, uh, around the corral.
0: Wow.
2: Yeah, um. Folks, if you uh, go to the if you go to on the right hand column, I've got a uh, a link there to some of JC's investigations that okay. I reported on, and uh, I've got i got photographs of the sheep mutilation mystery over at Hogback. So uh, if you want to check that out. It, it, it's it's very similar to what you described these mm-hmm. uh these sheep just i mean it just looks like something went in there and just sucked the blood right out of every one of them mm-hmm. it's uh it's very eerie um but he did mention to me that he did you know for, that's the first thing he thought for at first of all maybe a bigfoot was coming in there but mm-hmm. then he he said whatever it was had to have been dropped in there like a bird or you know and yeah. uh he he just couldn't understand what it was and i don't think he really did come up with much of an answer no interesting now you did mention of um of canines upright canines and possibly dogman and and, and what what type of cases have you worked on or have been aware of involving
1: oh, them yeah. Just, um, uh, what I've been aware of is, um, up there towards, uh, oh, what do you call that nappy area where they have the old, uh-huh. uh, agriculture place up there where they, you know, plant a lot of, um, uh, corn and stuff up that way. Um, there's been a lot of sightings of, um, a huge, what they call a dog man that's been running across the road, um, there. And, um, I believe also in the halback area, I uh, went and uh, was um, checking uh, a family somewhere. Bigfoot, they've been having a lot of Bigfoot activity. Uh, back in 2011, I think it was, between 10 and 11, I think, um, I went down towards the river at the end of the field to go to you know, see what kind of, like if I need to prints or any stuff, you know, it's just stuff like that. And um, across the river, there's a lot of um, foliage, you know, really thick brushes and stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, I had seen some something move, you know. And I'm like, what is that? So I started taking pictures and stuff. And so when I got home, I uh, was looking at the pictures. And in these pictures, it looks like um, there's something with red eyes in there. And you can see teeth. And <clears throat> the head, uh, It it looks like a dog. It really does. It's, it's pretty big. There was three images that came up like that. And um, he said there have been uh, some sightings of uh, what they, what you're calling a dog man that's running around out that way as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but not so much as um, dog man, but more Bigfoot. It seems to, the dog man in that area seems like it has kind of faded out, um, probably because of the Bigfoot that's hanging around there, kind of pushed them out. That's what I'm kind of assuming. So, because I haven't heard any more about that one, uh, the dogmen in that area.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah i um, I haven't heard of a whole lot about uh, cryptic canines as well. I, um, you know, I know JC would kind of bring it up once in a while, but he really didn't mention a whole lot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, now I know that the uh, the, the Navajo Rangers had. Had some had had a situation and I think they did a TV show about it as well mm-hmm. uh, about something in the case the red eyes looking out and such i I, I know you did several TV shows um can you kind of tell me a bit about what those um, you know what you uh described on on the your appearances on on television
1: um well the Finding Bigfoot is the one that uh, we come across some uh small footprints uh along mm-hmm. the river there. Uh, a lot of um uh Bigfoot activity in in that area. It, it happens to be in the area where I live. Uh, a lot of uh, river crossing, um people hearing it yelling. Um also walking into uh the people's fields. Um the same thing out there in the Hoback area. Um yeah, just roaming, roaming around the, those areas, and um, if you're not careful, you know they'll they so, sometimes they'll walk out in front of you, but not very close, you know, enough for to where you can see it. Um, <clears throat> so it really hangs around a whole lot along the river. Uh, it seems to stay right. in, uh, along the river, you know. I always, used to, you know, thought that they would always go back uh, up into the mountain. I'm like, why are they hanging around at the river? What's? what's we used to get a lot of uh, deer. That would come around, but ever since these things have come in, we hardly we don't see deer uh, around at all. Uh, and if we do, they're usually dead. Mm. You know, they they've been eaten and stuff, uh, ripped up. And so that that's one um, uh, finding. But the second time that we were uh, on it was my son when he actually um, came across one with. Um, well, I kind of I'll tell you a story on that one real quick. So. Sure. You know, there's a you know a lot of people, skeptic people, always making fun. You know, people, uh, yeah, you know, saying all this and that they're not real. And you know, it doesn't have to be just Bigfoot. It could be any kind of cryptic thing that's out there. Oh, you guys are lying and making all of this up. Well, my sister, uh, uh, my niece, her husband uh, was making fun of us. You know, saying all kinds of stuff. So one night they. They showed up at our home here and he had brought along two two young guys and so they all had their shotguns with them and um <clears throat> so they're like uh it was probably about what nine nine o'clock i think it was nine or ten o'clock that they showed up here and <clears throat> Yeah, we want to go down to the river and, and can you take us down there? You know, I don't think you, you guys are just making this up. There's no Bigfoot down there. So I'm like, okay. And so I didn't go down there, but I told my son, I said, take him down there and take him to on the, the right side and take him into the field that's very dark. I, I want you to take him there and don't shine your flashlight every once in a while, just shine it. So, okay, they're all laughing and giggling, right, making fun, and off they went. Now, from where I live, we're probably about maybe less than a quarter mile to the river, so beyond the north side of our home. So they take off to the backfield, and my son starts taking them back there. Once they, I probably took them about maybe 20, 20 minutes to get to the end of the field, way down in there, about 25, about 30 minutes, finally, total. And all of a sudden, they start hearing something, you know. Uh, I think it was a yell, a slight yell. And so the guy's kind of like, whoa, what was that, you know. So he crosses onto another field heading west. And so they finally get into this area. So he tells the guys, okay, we're going to sit our, uh, make our backs to the street. So you guys sit one to the west, east, north, the south. Okay. So they're all sitting tree right behind them so they all, like circle with their backs on the tree and so they sat there for probably i think he said about oh must have been about hour and a half to almost two hours and they started hearing stuff and so the guys were kind of like getting kind of like what is that you know so right in front of my son not even Maybe 20, 20 yards in front of him. There's a bush here. All of a sudden, they hear something. So they're like, What is that? So my son heard him flash the light real quick, and they got eyes shining. And, and whatever that thing was, it was on all fours and it was crawling right towards them. <laughs> and they he jumped up, and the guys jumped like, What the? What is that? Oh, they got scared. Uh, I mean, that. I bet. That t- That terrorized them because it was just right there. So when they all jumped up and this thing stood up, they all, like, looked, and it took off back to the way that they all came in. So the guys didn't know what to do. I mean, they all freaked out. Um, My son didn't, but the, the, the three guys that were all making fun and, you know, saying all kinds of stuff, well, you know, they just experienced something, you know, and when they came back to the house, which was probably around one o'clock in the morning. Okay. Like I said, when they first got to our home, they're all laughing and joking. Right. So when they (laughs) would come back to my house, guess what? They were quiet and they didn't know what to say. Their Mm -hmm. eyes were so big. They were like, something's out there that shouldn't be there. I don't know what the heck that was. So, before they came out of there, my son tells them and they're like, okay we gotta go go start heading out the way that thing ran out is the only way we can get out of here so the guys are like what you know so they're all freaking like oh my god so they had their guns already walking out and so they get start walking out of there and all of a sudden they see this black something black running right towards them oh the guys got. My son was telling me because they got so scared, and it it, it wasn't what it was. It was a, a the neighbor's dog, I guess, that um, <laughs> that uh, scared them. But whatever you know was there that was crawling towards them, that was my son was his he that was a probably a juvenile Bigfoot, which was probably about some like five three. So it was probably about maybe five five. Um, he said it was really kind of skinny, uh, skinny, scraggy looking,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, it was all black, uh, uh the, and, um, the, you know, like I said, when they finally got back to the house, they were quiet. Um, the two young guys, one was a 17 and a 18, I believe, about a week after that had happened, my uh, sister was telling me, Go. cause boy, when those boys got home, they, they were so terrified. Um, one of the guys, he wouldn't sleep in his room. He was so scared. He ended up sleeping in his mom and dad's room. That's how scared he was. <laughs> I said, okay, he Said don't ever make fun of anybody that experiencing something, you know. Exactly. You know, like, you know, it's, it's easy for anybody to sit behind the computer and start rambling off. Oh, you guys are all fake, blah, blah, blah. But what you don't understand is, the family some of them what they're going through with these um creatures that are running around and terrorizing the family if you can only see for yourself the terror in their eyes Mm -hmm. you know that's that's something you know so so you people out there that make fun of people you just need to stop you know (laughs) one day you're gonna be out there and it's gonna knock you down you know Mm-hmm. So really be careful, you know, really my advice to you people out there that are are critics, you know, be careful what you say. One day they'll come around bite you in the butt.
2: Yeah, I uh you know, I have been for I was fortunate enough to talk to several people that lived in on the res. And um yeah, it, it's pretty harrowing some of the things that they have described. And I not not, mm-hmm. not some of the older folks wouldn't come forward some of the younger ones would, I guess they would hear from their elders or they would, you know, some things they did experience themselves. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, the years I, I was involved with, with, uh, documenting some of the studies and stuff, I really learned a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: I, um, you know, we do have a question. I, we did have a question here from Nancy Malcolm. Um, is there any history of the people, um, You know worshiping or looking at Bigfoot as a god or something. What what do they refer to it as? I mean, is it a spirit or they do believe it's it's a natural being or what are their thoughts overall?
1: Well, a lot of them uh, on The the native side uh, a lot of them believe that they're evil spirits and that they shouldn't be um, dealt with They just need to be left alone. Yeah Uh, That's why we're told in, in the Navajo culture, that you don't bother these things, you leave them alone. If you look at one, um, you're gonna die in seven years. Now, this is the reason why when we get, I get a report or they'll call it in to PD, that's why a lot of them won't come and investigate it because it's a taboo. If you yeah. start looking into something bad's gonna happen to you. That's why a lot of them back away and they won't they won't look into it. Uh, now, some people think that uh, other people. Um, they think that they're all you know they're good and all and uh they're they're here to protect us and stuff like that. Some believe you know every culture and every individual believe differently, so a lot of the native Americans they believe that they're evil uh some believe that they are watchers um some are uh believe that they're they're here to um help you know uh, uh the native people. And so you know, like I said, it, 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 it's all different. Every individual is different on how they believe. It's not mm-hmm. just the one, one belief. So it's it's all different with uh, different tribes.
2: Um, Jose Sanchez <laughs> asked, are Bigfoot, Dogman, and other cryptids considered natural enemies?
1: i i would say yes that they are
0: mm-hmm. um
1: because like i said there used to be uh, uh i would get a lot of um dogman reports out towards you know uh the shipwalk and the hotback area but since bigfoot has come in it's like they've pushed them out you know like get out of here this is my area now you know um i i think they are i i believe some of them are enemies or some of them maybe who knows but we get along. <laughs> You know, in some areas, but I haven't seen them like hanging around close to each other.
0: Right.
2: But um, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, that, that's kind of what the impression I have gotten. I mean, not just at at the you know Navo Nation, other places as well. It seems mm-hmm. like they do not like being around each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nancy Malcolm asked, and this is in reference to the sheep mutilation, uh, were there any prints around uh, that you noticed? Could dogs been involved with this?
1: Um, okay, so the one that I was um, investigating, uh, they thought it was a pack of dogs. So they went mm-hmm. and killed some dogs, but these were small dogs. And like I said, the footprint that I found, they looked more like a, a horse's hoof. What mm-hmm. I've come across, and so when I looked, um, uh, even inside the corral, again it looked like horses' hooves that I found inside the corral.
0: Mm.
1: And but they did kill some dogs. They thought maybe it was the dogs, and these were just puppies that they killed. Right. They thought it was a pack of dogs, but I'm um, like, no, not what I've I've seen on the uh, that, sh- that that ram. Uh, like a hand imprint, uh, you know, with that sharp nail, you know that 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 that's not dog.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, you know, some of the photographs that I saw from Hogback, uh, that was not dogs. I no mean, no. they would have been ripped apart. I mean, there was just there was just no blood anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like like you said. I mean, the, there were a few incisions on the necks, mm-hmm. and there was a little bit of blood around the incisions, but.
0: Mm-hmm. You that know, was it?
2: it was, yeah, it's just like it sucked it right out. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Very interesting.
1: Huh. Yeah. But going back to the the Bigfoot, that's the second show that was my son that did that one there. Okay. And so, um, and then the, uh, which other one did I do? Well, of course, we did the Ghost Adventures. Right. That one was based on what my son went through here at home. Um, Can you but, talk about uh, that a bit? Sure. Um. So, there was one night before we moved into our home here, our house that we we're building. Uh, we stayed in a little, uh, I guess, this little uh, trailer, uh, RV trailer. Mm-hmm. We stayed there for a while. And my son, um, I guess he was asleep, and uh, he um, felt something that was sitting on him, and he he tried to move. He said that it was on top of him and like it was choking him. Um, What the the strange thing is he came when he got up, I think when it finally released him, um, if I remember right, he came in the bedroom and um, woke me up, asked me to come sit with him and pray. But okay, now he didn't describe to me what was on him. Okay, Mm -hmm. nothing. I didn't ask what happened or. You know, what's going on? I didn't ask at anything of what had happened to him. He just asked me to read some verses with him and sit and talk with him for a few and pray with him. That's all I did. Okay, so I went back to bed. And that was probably about maybe, I think it was about 2 in the morning, I believe. And so when I went back into my, our, our little room, then I went to lay down and go back to sleep. Just a few minutes later, I just had this really eerie feeling that something was watching watching us sleep and so when I looked I see what to me what looked like a little boy standing there at the uh at the entrance of our doorway but wouldn't come in He was just standing there and he was wearing a blue jeans he looked like a little boy blue jeans and I believe it was um a blue um, plaited shirt. I think it was, it was either blue or red. I think it was blue. And, but it didn't have no face.
0: Mm. The,
1: the face was just black, nothing. So when I looked up and I looked there, and I, what I said was, in the name of Jesus, just get out of here. And it was gone. Okay. So the next morning when I got up, and my son, he finally got up, and I got my sat and talked to him. I said, I'm, I'm going to share something with you. I said, there was a little boy, like, standing in front of our our doorway to the bedroom. I told him what it was wearing, and it didn't have no face. His face just sunk. He just like, Mom, that thing was on top of me, choking me last night. I couldn't talk. I couldn't scream. It held me down. I tried to move. I couldn't move. And finally, when I said, Jesus, and then that thing left, it was gone because I was so scared. And so what I described to him is what was on him that night. Mm -hmm. And that really scared him. And so we've had some, um, like our kids at the time, like I said, we're building this home. And they would come in and kind of play around in here, you know, run around, and they would hear footsteps. They would hear like a little girl sitting in the corner, and they could hear a little girl laughing. And they would always tell me, "Mom, Mom, you know, there's there's something in the house. It's it's moving, you know. I can hear we can hear it running, running around." I'm like, no, that's nothing, you know. I always blew it off, mm-hmm. you know. I, I I thought, oh, they're just kids, you know, and they're just having fun, and so. <clears throat> That that um, episode, that was what we did on The Ghost Adventures. That was based off my son, my oldest son. Uh, he went through through that. And so he shared that on there.
2: And I had to go back know, and watch
1: it. Yeah, it, I think it was called the, uh, the Curse of Upper Fruitland, something like that. Uh, Ghost okay. Adventures. Yeah, so if you guys want to check that I'll out. I'll look for it. But yeah, look for it. And, and watch it because there's you know, some stuff on there that uh, it's like, wow, <laughs> uh, you'd be surprised. have you you had
2: any activity has the activity continued at all there
1: um after they did that episode there um what was strange is it it just stopped after they got done filming when they left um you know zach had asked me if he uh, wanted to send a priest over i said no um i can get my my at that time i can get my dad here because he's a preacher and he can do the blessing on the land and stuff like that. And we did do Mm -hmm. that before, you know, um, we started building. But um, our neighbor next door, they've been having the same activity too as well. Um,
0: Really?
1: They've they've been seeing a lot of ghosts and stuff. And um, they got to talking to my husband. He said, well, I got to, uh, he told my husband that the reason why we're having activity here, I mean, we're having a lot of activity here during that time, And um, some of the stuff that we've seen on our home plot, on our property alone is almost like, wow, you know, what are we living on?
0: Yeah. (laughs) So
1: I, uh, uh, he told my husband, our neighbor next door, that they've been having, you know, seeing ghosts and stuff like that. Things tapping on the windows and all. And their little boy one night, I guess, um, they were coming home. Like I said, they live next door to us. He said, Yeah, you guys have some gnomes on your yard. we because my my little boy seen some gnomes on your yard. I'm like, oh my God, we have gnomes now. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what else is there? You yeah. know. So he said that he got to talking to you know, I get asked a lot of people always asking me, what is it that these things are are are, are like um attracted to your property? What what what's on there? What happened on your property? I'm like, I don't know. You know, so I guess the, the guy, like I said, next door, he talked to a medicine man and he said years ago, probably back in the 30s or 40s, something like that. I guess there used to be a cemetery on here, on the property Ooh. that we're living on. That's the reason why we're having a lot of activity and they're having a lot of activity, too. So as far as like a, a graveyard here, an off plot, I have never heard of that. I don't, I don't know, <laughs> but it's mm. possible. I, I don't know, but that's what this guy said. So right. I don't know, you know, maybe that explain that could explain all these things that we're seeing, like uh what we call it on camera, what I call a ghost wolf that flies across the camera. You know, and it's strange because I don't have no head, but you can see the legs and the tail. You know, is and that we,
0: right?
1: Yeah, and uh, it's on our our YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. It's called New Mexico Shadow Seekers. I have some videos on there. Some of the uh, investigations that I've done. So you can check those out. This one I'll here, have I'm to talking look. about. Yeah, that one I'm talking about This call, I believe it was called Ghost Wolf, I think that's what it was. And then there's something else that looks like it boils up from the ground. Looks like a juvenile book Biquid that comes up it's really wild, you're just gonna have to check out that video. That's the video that they use on the ghost adventures too as well. Okay. So you can check that out there. I, I know you have like had too. several,
2: I know you have had several photographs that you have released over the years. Uh, I know the, I remember the one of the Bigfoot that kind of be, was coming over the hill, uh, mm-hmm. that that photograph. And I think, and I don't know if it was, I think it was you, had taken a photograph of an upright canine type creature near a well. Was that you that did that? that oh, oh. Maybe not.
1: I don't think so. Yeah. Not one. I don't, not
2: that one. You know, I was getting uh, I was I was getting a fair amount of uh of uh skinwalker reports coming out of the, the, the Navajo Nation. It was mostly younger. Of course the older people wouldn't talk about it at all.
0: Right. Oh but,
2: yeah. But uh some of the younger ones would. Mm -hmm. and uh i guess they would talk about either they had an experience or a possible experience but they would talk about the the, um about their grandparents for the most part having experiences uh i i'm i'm pretty sure that hasn't changed much since then has it uh i mean i i you know do you get do you get a lot of reports Uh, of uh, uh, skinwalker activity
1: I do, but they 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 don't uh, say a whole lot, you know. They just keep yeah. it to themselves,
0: um,
1: yeah. Because they know how to. They they the, a lot of the the natives. They know how to deal with that. And a lot of it, they tell me, it's, it's witchcraft. Don't 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 um, yeah.
0: don't
1: get into it, you know. So just leave it, you know. So uh, it, it it is true, you know. Uh, as they say be careful with that one because that one can can get you. Um, uh, do spells and stuff like that on you, which is true because, like I said, it's witchcraft, so they um yeah. then they won't bother you know a lot of the elders, oh my gosh they they have so much stories and things that they have seen in their lifetime that sometimes I wish they would you know share with us now, the generation now, but they're like, no, you know you that you, you just mm. leave it alone that's all we get told is leave it alone, you know.
2: Um, i i know and I, I i about I, it. <laughs> I i i'm very i'm very respectful when i talk to some of the elders and um and i have in the past and i i mm-hmm. no they are they are uncomfortable talking about it oh, and yeah. uh yes. occasionally one of the younger one of their grandchildren or children will come out and say a little bit mm-hmm. but uh it's very you know it, it's very
1: it's hard touchy, to get the touchy full story. subject yeah yeah absolutely t- absolutely it's just like when, when the Ghost Adventures that the crew that came down I think they did after we did our filming they did another one with the uh the Skinwalker Canyon. I don't
0: right. know if you've
1: seen that one. Oh boy, they got a, they had a lot of heat on that one. And I told them, I told the producer because they were talking about it. I said I'm telling you right now, don't do it. Uh, you're going to get a lot of backlash from the native people. Did they believe me? No. <laughs> but they they went ahead and filmed, you know, and they went yeah. ahead and did one on the skinwalker, and you no, know, the, yeah, the that's, backlash that's, was pretty bad.
2: <laughs> that's pretty much what I understood. For yeah. you know, with you know, when I got involved with some people that would, you know, they wanted to know mm-hmm. more. They would and talk, try to talk to people, and I I would tell them, I said, no, I've been warned not to do it, and I wouldn't advise yeah. you to
1: do it as well. Yeah, yeah, that's mm. that's what I tell people. I, I do. I get a lot of phone calls uh, from L.A. and you want to talk about skinwalkers. Sure. Like, no, no. I, I, that is one thing that I, I really don't want to do because that stuff's real. You know? Yeah, it's and real. It, it's it's real. And, and it could it, it drive you nuts.
2: <laughs> I have heard you some know? really harrowing tales. I really have. Yeah. And uh, I, I absolutely yeah. believe it. Mm-hmm. Well, Brenda, I thank you for coming on. Why don't you tell the folks how they can get in contact with you if they've got something they want to discuss with you, and uh, you know uh, what you plan Um, on doing soon. I hope you are getting out there soon again because I'd like for I'd like for you to contact me and let me know what's going on out there.
1: Oh, I will. I will. I'm going to be doing uh, uh, the one of the uh, the one I told you earlier about the chickens that were being killed. So I'm going to go do some filming over there. Hopefully this weekend. Right now we're going through a, a storm, a snow snowstorm that's moving through. we got a lot of snow today,
0: kind okay. of a lot of
1: snow, but the weather's been bad all, uh, pretty much all week. So hopefully this weekend, I hope the weather will be nice where I can get back out and start doing some stuff. I do have some videos that I need to work on um, to get them posted and stuff. Once I get those done, and then I will share with you and um, let you know what's going on. But people, if you want to get in contact with me, I'm on Facebook uh Brenda Harris, uh you can message me there or my uh email address is it's all lowercase Harris Brenda46 at Yahoo dot com. Also I have a, a team page New Mexico Shadow Seekers on uh Facebook as well. So um yeah you know, a lot of people ask me how come you haven't posted? Well did, you know, due to the um like I said COVID and stuff things yeah. come to the halt. And then also uh what do you call the um oh my husband's health. Right. So I, I've been dealing a, a lot with. Well, this
2: whole... I, I feel for you. My <laughs> wife, my yeah. wife passed from colon cancer, and I, I know oh. what you know. I know exactly what you're going through.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry to hear that. But yeah, yeah. I, it's been a roller coaster this past three years. I will tell you what, especially last year, we thought we almost lost him. But uh, he's he's good now. So just keep us all good. in prayer, and I will be um, getting back activity uh, on my uh, New Mexico uh, Shadow Seekers Facebook page. So I'll be posting some stuff there here uh, pretty soon and getting, getting all material uh, ready to get posted. So but if anything comes up, I'll, I will be looking for you, Lon. And let you Absolutely.
2: Know right I, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. And is there anything you want me to report on for yeah. you or to promote for you? Just let me know.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, can, can I mention one thing? Sure. I will. Uh, this year I will be speaking uh, at the Cripple Creek uh, Paranormal Conference. May 19th through the 21st so I hope you all can make it I'm I'm real excited about this Um, it's going to be pretty awesome so um, also I I might be working maybe doing a little video with the paranormal rangers which is they were the former Navajo rangers right so hopefully I can get a little investigation going with these guys so I'm excited to do some work with these guys it'd be awesome
2: well, that'd be great, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to hearing from you.
1: Oh well, I'll keep you um, updated on all that stuff.
2: Okay, well, you take care, and thanks again for coming on.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.
2: You take care. Bye bye.
1: You too. Bye.
2: Now, if you had a sighting or encounter report that you'd like to be considered for the personal report show or for Fams of Monsters blog site, you can contact me at lawnstricklerfamsofmonsters dot i want to again thank brandon harris for joining me this evening and thanks to each one of you for uh, watching and chatting and if you did leave a, a donation i very much appreciate it uh, now tonight vincent's scheduled show is not going to be on like i said earlier that has been cancelled uh so on friday night at 9 p.m eastern time at 6 p.m pacific investigator filmmaker Anfams and Monsters 14 Research Affiliate Eric Mentel will join me, and he's going to be discussing some recent cases and some upcoming projects that he and his team had planned for 2023, so that should be quite interesting. And then later on that night at uh, 11 p.m. Eastern, uh, Bernadette McDaniel and, uh, at a Paranormal Life We'll have her guest, astrophotographer and experiencer, Lily Nova. So make sure you join uh, join her for that. So until we meet again, stay safe and stay healthy. Good night.